Another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Chris Eaton. All right, hopefully, everyone is having a great Labor Day weekend. It's been a long summer and uh, also an eventful one. G Fest uh, was fantastic. Comic Con was grand as always, even though it's, you know, a little bit tiring. We all get a little old when uh, we uh, need like a week off after being there for a week. But today's episode comes to you from a much smaller show than those uh, last two I just mentioned. Uh, about a week and a half ago, as of this recording, uh, a show took place out here in Pasadena, California, called Japan World Heroes. Uh, for those uninitiated, Japan World Heroes is an offshoot of Power Morphicon, a Power Ranger-themed uh, convention. Where that show's focus is entirely on Power Rangers, obviously, Japan World Heroes delves into more of the Japanese side of... Uh, the genre, and uh, deeper into tokusatsu itself. So at that show, Jessica uh, emceed a panel for the legendary MonsterVerse motion capture performers, and that's where you're going to hear today. The guests on that panel were TJ Storm, who we've had on before uh, at our Comic-Con panel, and it is a delightful human being, Richard Dorton, Geeter's left head, Jason Lyles, Geeter's center head, and Alan Maxson, Geeter's right head. Now, at one point, they're going to go off mic and do a bit of show and tell for the people that was that were at um, put that again that were in the panel themselves. So you have to forgive them because I don't think they realized this was being recorded for a podcast. But for those who couldn't make it, um, this gives you a bigger insight into the world of motion capture. And uh, with the release of King of the Monsters on DVD this week, I couldn't think of a better episode to play. So sit back and enjoy as Jessica takes you down the trail with uh, these fine actors. Thank you everybody for coming out on a Saturday. Like, all the way out here. We, uh, we all could be at the beach, but you've chosen to come here to the Monsterverse panel. So my name is Jessica Sang. I'm the co-host for the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. So I'm really, really honored, actually, I was allowed to be on the panel with these amazing gentlemen who I'm sure all of you guys know are here for uh, King of the Monsters, the legendary. That's okay, I was just going to project. Thank you. (laughs) So the gentleman next to me is TJ Storm. How are you? So, and... Yes, and he is, thank you, he is Godzilla in the film, that one and 2014. So. Alan, Maxon, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, are you? Oh, you're just, okay. Good, good, good. (laughs) So he is the right head of, uh, oh wow, it was a huge, of, we're going to force you all to pick your favorites. Right head, team middle head, team left head. <laughs> so. Jason Lyles, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm Hi. good. I'm good. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Doing good. So, since they are sitting in order, the middle head. Yeah. <laughs> And the left head, how are you, Richard Dorton? How are you? Hello. <laughs> Let's hear for Team Kevin. Look at that. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> you represent it with your T-shirt, too. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to start off with uh, King of the Monsters, you know, to start off with you, Richard, and we'll move our way up this way, when you had been portraying the left head and the script and the movie came out, did you anticipate that your your side of the character would be turned into a meme? No. Uh, 
when this first came out, I mean, we we all took our you know we took our roles very very serious, and we we loved Ghidorah, and so we you know that was just the choice of our personality that we were supposed to do. I was the curious head, so by playing off of that, um, I stuck to my character. The meme came out of Michael Darty making that funny joke on Twitter when somebody asked. What are their names? And he said Ichini and Kevin. <laughs> and so he started it. And the minute that happened, it just blew up. And the fans turned Kevin into a meme. And just, I mean, it's been amazing. It, I, so uh, it's funny that it's turned into to something as big as it has. And and it's it just shows the um, the support. I mean, I, I love it. I've I've embraced it. I, I if you want me to be the derpy one, I'll be the derpy one for you. I don't care because it's been it's been a fantastic you know journey. Through it, through it all. Yeah. So, what did you feel that Kevin was honestly the living epitome of curiosity killed the cat? But then satisfaction brought him back. Well, <laughs> I, you know, for the scenes that, um, like, our first, our, our, when we where we get out of the ice in the very very beginning, it was these soldiers are shooting at us, and my reaction to was, what are they doing? What is going on? And so, as opposed to just attacking right away. Having having the curiosity as part of the personality, that's what we went with, and so I think it it that scene turns out to be fantastic because then he gets angry at me and snaps at me. I mean, every time we play our to our personality, it it brought out a different you know we're three different heads, so we had three different different personalities, and Michael made that clear for us in the very very beginning. He had he had he had a same breed of dog, three of them. And all three of them are different. You know, you, you have that with your pets. You know, every single, you have three cats. They're all very, very different. Yeah. And so giving us that to play with, it, it, was, it, was, it was easy. Playing curious and playing interesting instead of, you know, instead of being all angry all the time like poor Alan. What's wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it gives variety. And I think that's why uh, Ghidorah really stands out in this movie. Yeah. As an owner of three dogs, I can say that your analogy is actually spot on. Like, Thanks to Michael. I mean, it was great. You know, we had a great director who yeah. who who led us down the right path, and and he let us play. And so, it's it's pretty easy when you have somebody you know like that in charge. Yeah. So, and Jason, uh, a lot of people really loved your work as George. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Was there a huge change for you in the mental shift of changing from the from George to what most people would say is the leader of the three um, Ghidorah heads? Uh, there, uh, there's definitely a difference for sure, but there are a lot of similarities as well because they both basically see themselves as the highest status in any room they walk in. They're not mm -hmm. afraid of anybody for different reasons, whereas George loves to make people laugh and loves to connect. Like his favorite thing is to make people laugh because then there's no language barrier. Like he can sign with Davis, with Dwayne Johnson's character, but if, if, if someone's laughing with him, we both get it, we're both connecting and it feels really good and it, oh, it doesn't matter if we can't like actually communicate. Whereas Ghidorah, I saw the center head as having to look after his brothers and from birth, everything has looked at us and been like, I'm gonna kill you or I'm gonna run away. And that left the three of us being very lonely and so very just like angry at a lot of things and having to fight for our lives. And so there's differences, but I think the king thing is when, when Mike called me, he was like, I want you to play the alpha. I want you to play the leader of the three heads, the big brother. And I was like, oh, that, I've kind of played that before in a way, at least an alpha gorilla. So there are a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences. George is not, George has a very different heart than Ghidorah does. Yeah. But at the same time, yes. I didn't judge Ghidorah. Yeah. I think, like, we get woken up by explosives and start getting shot at. Like, <laughs> screw you. Yeah, screw you. We're going to we're gonna stop. And, like, all right, let's get rid of these things annoying us. Like, we just woke up. So, like, I don't think, I don't see them as the villain. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, they're very different. Yeah. Very different. Very different. So I actually had a friend's son ask me, and I don't know, were you chosen because you were the tallest? So that's, therefore, you're in the middle leader. Was that a? That's what I've heard Mike say. Okay. Um, okay. I heard it in some in some interview. He said like Jason Lyles is the tallest person you'll ever meet. So it was probably it just made sense for him to be the middle head and just like literally be over the right and the left head. Um, I don't know if it had something to do specifically with like oh he just because he was the first person in the world before my mom or my dad when the trailer for Rampage came out texted me nice work. 
Like, like a minute, like I was like, reload, reload, reload. It's online. Nice work. Oh, wow, that was fast. And uh, I hadn't talked to him in like a year or two because I had auditioned for Krampus and I didn't get it, but we became friends. And and then a couple months later, he's like, you got Godzilla? And so I thought maybe that had something to do with it, but right. then he's like, oh, he's really tall. I was like, oh, well, that's <laughs> that's why. Okay. I'm sure it had some, I guess it had something to do with it. I don't know. It's a good question for Mike. So Alan. Yeah, Alan. <laughs> Alan. You know, Richard had described it as more, you know, your head's a little bit more, I wouldn't say grumpy or angry. Others saw him as more mythological, thinking, tactful, how, the thinker of the group. How do you describe or see <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Because when, when you guys get woken up from the ice and the soldiers are there, you look. You have an attack jet. Your side actually looks at them trying to figure out what are these little things, what are they holding, what are they doing. But others felt like, no, we felt he was more angry. Others is like, no, he seems to be kind of the thinker, the tactician. Maybe a combo of the both, because I've said this before in other panels, but what I didn't tell them on the filming days was I almost had, we could call it right head syndrome. It's almost equivalent to a short man syndrome. I secretly kind of wanted to be the alpha the right head did. That's, <laughs> and it's true, because if you see certain things, like when he'll, he'll, move, he'll signal to us to move forward to attack, Richard will obey, and I kind of sit there, and in my head I'm thinking... I already planned on it, Alpha, and then we go attack. So I did have this kind of mentality of, I already had my game plan. I knew, I know what needs to be done to, to take care of this. But I guess in your sense, you say he looks and he's figuring out the plan. It's almost in a way, it's like, I have the plan already, but I'm just waiting for the boss man to go through the chain of command and tell us what to do. Jason's <laughs> just looking at him. <laughs> He gives the commands, but <laughs> out of his butt. It's like a very Donnie and Raphael relationship. Yeah, absolutely. From, from Teenage Mutant Turtles. So it's like, yeah. So TJ, how are you? <laughs> You're like, giving him a thing. What do you feel was the evolution of difference of Godzilla in 2014 and Godzilla in King of the Monsters? in terms of his personality, how he's moving, how he's doing things? Because um, five years has passed. Five years have passed. Um, he takes long naps, and <laughs> he really likes his naps. He really does not like to have to get up. But when the time comes, when, when the call goes out, and when he senses another uh, rival alpha, uh, it's time to go to work, and especially when it's King Ghidorah. If you know the franchise, you know that one of his greatest enemies of all time has been King Ghidorah. Over and over throughout all of the different eras of Godzilla, King Ghidorah has shown up. And now, in this current MonsterVerse version, it is time to throw down. And these guys rocked it. They knocked it out of the park, and I had to wake up. They woke my nap. It's a thing. Shit got real. As you were going kind of through the script, was there moments where you were reading it? Because clearly you were beaten in the Antarctic scene, and then there's the comeback. Did you feel, go, no, I, I would have won that very easily? Or was there any moments as you were reading the script you were very protective of your character? No. Not, first off, I wouldn't say beaten. <laughs> We won the battle. We I wouldn't say yes. one. No. Um, it, it's important for the hero's journey for certain things to happen. Uh, and one of the most important things that I've learned from watching lots of movies is if your bad guy isn't the baddest, then the win isn't worth anything. I did win. <laughs> But but no, uh, it's important that he's huge. He, he size comparison. You can see the size when we stand face to face. He's massive, and I'm like, I didn't show that. But in my head, I'm like, I, that's why I froze him the first time. I couldn't put him down. He froze. Thank God. But but uh, yeah, it was it's an important journey to have uh, a bad guy that is so epic 
that you have to pull out all the stops. And he kicks my ass pretty good uh, a few times, and uh, hopefully I learn from it, and then I get both. So one of the one of the major things I have some friends who kind of went into the film knowing a little bit but not too much but the first thing that they noticed among the two characters was King Ghidorah flies while Godzilla does not. Was there any part where Michael kind of gave you direction and it's like this the ability the physical ability to fly and not is kind of a point of contention of how you guys portray your character. It's a constant story point. Uh, he didn't really have to direct us because that's how Ghidorah locomotes. And it's also a story point that I get there not long after, and they address that. It's kind of cool, too. The hollow earth theory is kind of neat, the lava tubes and all of that stuff. And you get to go into that. So I think that's p- built into it. Uh, as a dirty trick, lifting me off the ground and dropping me like an A-bomb, that is not cool. <laughs> But it's it's all built in and it works itself out very well. Well, I think also because we didn't ever battle Godzilla while we're flying. Any scene that we shot where it was us launching off flying or landing, and also even when we did fight, you know, Jason's arms did the motion for the wings. And so we had, it was almost like an intimidation dance. So you were asking if it took place in our characters. It was always in our heads. We knew we were bigger and we were flaunting it with, with the wings when we would face Godzilla. So it was, it was definitely something I just subconsciously think was in our character. Also, also it helps, yeah. I mean, it helps just three of us looking at one of him. We, we're like, we think we, we're going to we win. Are, yeah, yeah, we are outnumbering you. I don't yeah. care if you're bigger than each one of us individually. The three of us together, we are bigger than you. Um, but yeah, we didn't, I don't know, really didn't, I guess we didn't really think too much about like the flying thing. I mean, whenever... We, we, we wings? Yeah, we oh, oh. <laughs> But we would have... There, I mean, we, when he launches off at the beginning, and, and like we did that, we did that, we're like, we looked at each other and we were like... We just jumped, um, and, and, we, and we timed that out. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I mean, because how we shot it was there was a big screen, and we were in a big carpeted area, and they would show us. We got to go watch the movie first, but then in there they would show us a scene and be like, all right, that happens, that happens, that happens, that happens. Let's do it. And we would just play it out. And so we never really thought about, like, well, what if we did this? They just showed us, like, no, here's what you're going to do. We it just want to see you guys act. We yeah. knew exactly yeah. what needed to be done. And, yeah. yeah, Mike made it very clear, very simple. You're going to do A, B, C, D. Let's do that. Get it down, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. So you had – now, I wasn't able to show it visually, so I was going to say everyone's going to have to be real, real intimate together. If you could be able to see. You had mentioned, Alan, that Jason was doing the wings. Was that a choice of Jason's? Because the way, since I know very lim- very limited of mocap, I would assume that Richard and you would have done the wing. We tried that. So yeah, why was it was it a, just a design choice or a mocap choice? Like, where did that come I'll from? i Richard explain. He does. What? Huh? Kevin oh, knows okay. how to answer this um, one well. It... it comes down to being able to move organically. If I was in control of the left wing and Alan was in control of the right, we would we would we would have to stay in sync and look at each other and stay in sync with each other where we're trying to figure out what we have other things that we have to do. It was just it was we tried it, we were like, this is gonna suck. It was it was the same thing when we strapped our legs together and we're like, we can't walk like this. So we were like it's it's obvious Jason is towers above us. He can be the, he can be the wings because it's going to be organic. It's going to move. He he can move both of them together. It was just like so simple. It's, it's an, sometimes the simplest choices are the easiest, and, and and it worked out for us. I mean, we we did we they had they had built the Godzilla tail for yes, him. They they, did. they brought in wings for us. They brought you know we were like this is we don't need this. I don't think we ever wore no, yeah, they, they were they, they had, had them. Tails they, for us. And. and like, <laughs> We're like, it's our imagination. We have our imaginations in mocap. That This is pure imagination. So we're, we can go there. We're like, okay, we got two tails. We know that. We, we have these wings. Let's, you know. And it's about efficiency in working in mocap. We, we shot this so fast. You know, people think, people think you know, we were on, on set for a month or whatever. It was three days for us, you know, because we knew what we were doing. And we, it's one take, okay, move on to the next thing. Got that? Okay, let's move. Put the boxes over here. Ready? Shoot. Okay, two take. Oh, that was great. Okay, let's move on. It's so it's really really fast. Um, yeah. Th- so, 
I, I hate to put you all on the spot because this, this, this was plan A, but uh, plan B would be seeing it live. Would it be possible that you could just pose in the thing that I just showed? You don't have to move. I don't want to embarrass you all and make you guys go up and down the aisle. But would it be possible to show how, like how, would, how, yes, how, how you guys were standing? Because the reason why is I noticed Alan and Richard's arms were on the back of Jason's back. People thought you three were doing like a three-legged run, that you guys were all in the burlap sack. But it didn't work, right? Because you guys did it this way. Okay, and so TJ, if you three can stand up there, could you go to the front and pose this? So many people, oh, if you guys don't mind standing there for a couple seconds. So I had several people ask me before the Blu-ray came out that they assumed that the four of you all, you shot your scenes, he shot his scene, and I was like, actually, no, they were in the same room together. This is not a, this is not a thing. I know this was one of the epic fights. Could you recreate it? You guys don't have to move. I don't want to embarrass you. Look at that. You remember that moment? I'm about to slam into it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, when you're, when you're, when you're, is that when you're webbed? Yes. And no, then Alan. Smashing, yeah. You guys are webbed. No, it's before the web. It's when he smashes me. Uh, They're about to reenact a miniature fight. Because in a way, this was a plan B was better than plan A. Um, could you reenact that just for a couple seconds? No, lunch is behind you. That is why I was trying to get to What I loved was you turned and you saw him. So actually, all four men were in studio at the same time. So this was not shot separately. This was something that you all put together. Five seconds only, you guys. Get your record. What are we doing exactly? We're getting ready to attack. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Alright, Alright. Yes, thank you. Do like we would do a lot of like timed. We would hear Mike call out something like three, two, one, and we would all be all three of us would be like, and just like blast you know beams at him and stuff, or he would shoot at us and we'd dodge and back at him. Jason had to have a lot of tic tacs. A lot of tic tacs. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know how to scream. That's just what came out. It's breath. It's a lot of breath. So to not take away from the Blu-ray release that comes out on the 27th, not the digital's already out, you can actually see all the featurettes where you can actually see them moving and acting and doing everything. So this was, this was, this was just, please buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> if you guys reenact everything, there won't be any featurettes to watch. So uh, did you all anticipate the reaction and the love from Kaiju fans after the films? There were many people who were like, you know, the human part scenes were fine, but the kaiju fights were amazing. That's what I'm there for. Did you anticipate that after filming or upon watching it in the theater? I didn't really. I knew it like, was going to be big. I mean, I knew, but yeah. it, it was interesting because it was just three, like, seven-hour days. And we're just in this room, like, half the size or a third the size of this room, and nobody knew what we were doing, and it was just so it was this very small group of people, and it was a lot of fun playing and stuff. And we're like, yeah, it's got it's Godzilla. That's that's weird. Yeah, it's coming out in like a year and a half or something. Okay, 
And because we did it, it was last February. So it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was last February. And then it, and then it came out in this May. And so I didn't really think about it. And then it came out and like fans were freaking out. And we were like, we we're like, oh crap. This has been the first trailer. And we're like, this is kind of crazy. And then there's like, oh, conventions. We're like, what? Okay. So it was, it surprised me. I mean, it's not, it didn't surprise me, but I was like, I just didn't have any expectations. I didn't, I didn't, oh, we're going to go all over the world. Like, I didn't want to, it's like, whatever happens, happens. That's, it'll be cool. Whatever happens. Have any of you as kids ever played monsters or the ground is lava or I'm Spider-Man or Batman or whatever? When you're doing that, you never think, the fans are going to love this. <laughs> When we are doing this stuff, we're you see what we wear, it's sexy, but but we're playing monsters and we're fighting monsters while being monsters. And it is fun and we don't think about oh man, I hope the people like No, we're fighting monsters and that is really fun and I'm sorry not to think about the people who are going to watch this later. I'm just having fun going, and it is cool. It, uh, it's also really, yeah, it's like when we're kids. It's like when your kids are like, okay, mom and dad are out of the house. Let's move everything out of the furniture, out of the living room, and let's, let's wrestle and stuff. And it's really funny seeing Godzilla go from that to prancing from one side of the room like a 10-year-old to the other. Like, okay, let's do it again. Because TJ's just like a large kid. And, uh, and it's just like, oh, that's Godzilla. Like, he has this way. He prances. It's, uh, it's hilarious. A TJ. It is, yeah. That's a good hand TJ. <laughs> I mean, maybe you should do it. So you show, what no. About. Show us your plan. I could, no. I could do it. I could do it. But I will tell you that the model, there's a model. It's a low-grade model, but it's on the television you can see what we look like, what we're going to sort of look like on the television. That is interesting to see. It's even more disturbing when these three disconnect and the heads go, <laughs> and they just, <laughs> one's like getting pulled like a rope. <laughs> if, if so, if Weird. I were to walk far enough away from them, it would, it would look like you'd see the neck would just stretch on the screen. Yeah. Weird. Another interesting thing, though, is we were able to see the film mm-hmm. without without um, the effects in it, yeah. without Ghidorah in it. So we yeah. saw the movie, and we were in the we were in the screening room, going, "Oh my God, this is going to be so good!" Ah, ah, you know, we were we were that's we future were, us. Th- yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So we're watching. We got to see the film. So you go. Oh, this is going to be epic! Yeah. You know, you know, you, yeah. you you have a feeling, and you're wishing, and you're hoping everybody's going to like it. So we we saw the film um, on the red carpet of the of the premiere. I I talked to Kyle Chandler, and I went I went congratulations. You, you know, you're you're great in this. And we really and he goes, "Am I? You, you never really know. You don't know until the audience sees it. You know." So his response was like. I hope it's good. I hope they love it, but I don't know. And that's exactly, you know, it's our job. We hope we do a great job. We hope that the fans love it, but you don't ever expect it. So that was really, you know, he was like, yeah, I, I hope I hope it doesn't kill my career, you know. <laughs> so, it, but we, but being able to see that, I remember afterwards we were like, this is just, this is going to be this is going to be awesome. We, did, we knew the movie was good. When we saw it, we were like, genuinely, this is the best Godzilla movie we've ever seen. So we knew before we even filmed it how good it was going to be. But it was also just our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you're like, you go home going, I can't believe I'm part of this franchise now. This is, a, this is incredible. I can't, you're like, pinch me. Did, did I just work on a Godzilla movie? You know? Yeah. Being fanboys that we are too, we're you know it's an honor. It's a we're it's a, we're we can't believe it. We wake up every day and we're like we're going to a convention. You know, we, you're on. I have to I have to sign something. Oh my god. This is, yeah. Yeah. We're toys. Yeah. To have a to be a toy is an incredible you know feet in your career of, of, of this work, yeah. you know, to, to have an action yeah. figure. We buy our own merchandise. <laughs> That's how much of a I fan have, you are. I have a whole wall of, of Kevin stuff now. 
Well, it, it only adds to the surreal factor because like we're all fans of this stuff, and then we look in the movie and we're like, it doesn't look like me. It's me, but like it doesn't. It's the head of a dragon, and but that was me. But it's like it does. It feels like it didn't even happen in a way. It's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. It's very surreal. Like childhood dream come true stuff. Really yeah, is. It is. Actually, because Richard, you brought up a good point to my next question, which is for this film, and I always stay till the end of the credits. When did it hit you that you are now part of this lore, this franchise, because your names were credited and listed when as it was rolling? We were pumped. <laughs> Just to see our names up there. Yeah. It was kind of a trick. We were sitting. It was, yeah, it was, we were sitting together and we saw it, and then it said, Godzilla himself, Mothra herself. We were, like, and we were like, whoa. <laughs> okay, okay. This happens in my career all the time. You have no idea. I've worked on it. So maybe this is another one of those things. And then, it, <laughs> then helicopter pilot, Ghidorah motion cat. Then we were like, yes. Yeah. Oh. We, you know. we definitely cheered in the theater when we saw it because we didn't expect yeah. to see it. It hit me when, we, when I saw the trailer at Comic-Con a year ago because it was the most beautiful trailer that I was like, holy crap, yeah. this is going to be epic. That was us. And I started watching YouTube reactions and when Godzilla and like grown men, when Godzilla and Ghidorah comes on, they turned into four-year-olds. And they were... Like, it, it was hilarious to watch. Like, all you got to do is just type in Godzilla trailer reaction and any, just look at, like, where's a grown man? Okay, and he's going to, and, and he's just going to go, like, like, he turns into a toddler who, like, sees, like, an ice cream truck or something. And it's like, this is kind of crazy. Like, people from, like, 6 to 60 are freaking out. This is weird. And I will say that, for me, I've been doing things, I, I, lots of films, lots of stuff, but... For performance capture, we normally don't get credited at all. I've worked on several Marvel movies. I was Colossus in Deadpool. I was I was the Predator in the last Predator movie. Uh, I've been Iron Man. I've been Groot. I've been Rocket Raccoon. You guys are clapping because you didn't know that because there's no credit. And it happens more than you would know. So... For us to see our names in Godzilla after Godzilla, and it was it was good, but we got credited, and that hit us in the heart, in me especially. Over all this time, that was the first credit uh, out of all of these movies. That was the first credit I've actually got in the credits. Hundred video games, sometimes they give us credit. A ton of movies, almost never. Godzilla gave us so. Michael Doherty, thank you. I was going to say it was one of the the greatest things after the screening we were standing with Michael and he goes he was talking to some of his friends and he goes no these are my monsters these are my monsters right here and you're you're like thank you yeah I mean wow it it really it it hits wow it hits you little man you know right here I mean it it was it it was really it was really uh, heartfelt and for him he was he you know this is what he wanted to do and yeah. to include us was, was, yeah. was great. So, you know, on to that point that you all brought up, understanding, you know, and having the recognition, is that something in this modern age you feel like the studios need to look more into, the fans rallying on social media? Do you think it's just the injury? Like, what can we do to support you all so you all can get the recognition and credit and more everything that you deserve because you all work so hard? I know there are certain studios. Netflix evidently is the first ever to sign. I don't know all the details. Some kind of contract that is going to like no, yeah, like any actor working in performance capture is an actor. Like, yes. duh. Um, because other studios say no. Other studios say like no, it's something different. It's like no, it's not. I'm just wearing different clothes and I have dots on my face instead of normal makeup. Like. Andy, like Andy Serkis playing Smeagol or in the Planet of the Apes or Benedict Cumberbatch playing Smaug, like those are amazing actors playing characters. They're just wearing different clothes and there's just different cameras capturing their performance. They're infrared instead of film or digital or something. And so it's, I think they're, it's awesome. Netflix is, is like, no, like, duh. 
Um, Netflix has already started doing that because I've done yeah. a bunch of English dubbing for foreign films. And if you watch after the credits, they have a credit for every country and every voice actor. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and Woody Schultz was saying a couple weeks ago, like, no, like, they actually, there was a thing, like, they're, like, signing stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, so hopefully more studios would be like, ah, okay, fine. But it's, like, it, it, you know, Tom Hanks did performance capture. He's an actor. It's not like he's like, well, I'm a performance capture actor today. It's like, no, he's an actor. So he should get credit just like anyone else. Um and so I, I think it's just a thing of people continuing to voice it, and, and then hopefully people will be convinced at some point. Hopefully the people in the studios who are like, meh, will just get out of the studios eventually, and then some, you know people will come in who will be like, well, yeah, like well, what why helps not? Is you guys, because she asked what can we do as the fan stuff is, yeah. you guys already do it now. You yeah. tag us in everything. Yeah. Don't stop. Because really, I'm confident they notice it, and I'm sure that it has a huge impact on just modern-day crediting of people, I, I guarantee you it's, it had an impact, so don't stop doing that. And keep in mind, yes, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch was Smog. Yes, you know, Andy Serkis was Smeagol. They're big names, and of course they get a credit. But there are tons of movies that have motion capture. You don't even know that there's motion capture happening or performance capture happening. Yeah. You wouldn't know because it's so subtle. Um, but when you at least do know, Ask in the chats or, or wherever they post. Say, oh, uh, big ups to the performance capture artists. Who were they? What were their names? Especially if you don't see it in the credits. That helps us immensely. Uh, Andy Circus has helped us bring performance capture into the light. Before that, most people didn't know that it existed, although it had existed for a while before that. But knowing is half of the battle. <laughs> but, But... Uh, it does help immensely for you guys to be there and, and uh, ask the questions and, and back us up. And while we're on this, it's kind of the same universe where stunt people aren't recognized in the Oscars. I think that if you guys get a chance, say, yeah, I agree. I think stunts should be recognized in the Oscars because action movies make the majority of the money for films. So it's stunt people doing all of that work. We live in the same bit of the universe, so thank you for listening to that. So, we actually have a couple of minutes. Do we have any questions for them? Uh, please, as a disclaimer, we will not be uh, answering any questions about Kong. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But um, we'll start this way. That gentleman in the back, you in the gray T-shirt, green T-shirt, vest, and then blue, and the lady in the front. So try to remember as I'm shifting over. We're going to go my right to my left. Please stand up, and you're going to have to project your voice. Oh, it's actually the gentleman in the back first. I saw your hand way in the back. Yeah, to my right. Over there. Yes, you. Oh, God. I should have I should have stood up and did this instead. I'm too short. You know what? We'll start with you. Um, yes and no. Yes, because my name was in the credits. When, when you're there in person, they tend to give you a credit. VR Troopers, all of those things. Even the very bad martial art movies that I did before I got any of those bigger things. I worked on a TV show called Conan the Barbarian for a while, and, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, but, but no, we, 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 I got credited well for those things. But they weren't big shows. So yes, people knew who I was, but only the people who watched it. So all eight of them knew. And <laughs> so that's where it started. But that's, that was like, it was great. It was a film school for me. I got to fail on a regular basis, and the internet did not come down on me like a ten-ton hammer for sucking. So it was, it was a great film school, and it's where I got to work out my mistakes. All right. So the gentleman in the green. <laughs> I 
The legendary Godzilla is one of the biggest Godzillas of all time, but I still have yet to fill his shoes. I am honored beyond imagination to be part of that legacy, along with these performers who have done one of several years of Ghidorah as well, so that deserves to be absolutely recognized. But, but we, we're all super excited, but I mean, and I, I tell the story often, I don't know if you've heard it, the very first movie my dad ever took me to see was a movie called Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. I was five or six years old. It was the first time I went into a movie theater. He sat me down in a seat that was too big for me, and I was like happy I had my bucket of popcorn. And Godzilla showed up. I was like, whoa. And then the smog monster, Hidora, showed up and flew over the city, killed everybody with poison. And I was like, that could happen? <laughs> At five, it could happen, right? And and that got burnt into my memory. That was the very first movie I ever saw. Thank you, Dad. We have the gentleman in the vest. Okay, this is a question for all of you. Because of the fact of Toho allowing them to use like Godzilla and Game of Kaiju, I'm sort of curious. Do you guys have any suggestions on what other kaiju legendary should go with? I'm not just saying, like, aside from, like, how they're going to have, like, Godzilla versus Kong, like, other sort of giant monsters that you guys want to see as well or portray. Wait, what's that one with the tusks? What's his name? I don't know. I just want to know more about him. I don't know what that is. He's just cool. I want to play him. I want to play that one. I want to see some Mecha. Ghidorah. Or Mecha Godzilla, just Mecha something. Gamera would be cool. Just bring back my girlfriend, Mothra. (laughs) So, yes, uh, you in the blue. It was incredible. It was um, starting like with this 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 meme. Um, I reached out to the to the artist right away, and I'm like that because he he had when he posted it, he said, "Sorry, Kevin," you know, because he drew it, and and I was like, "This is incredible. I love it." You know, um, I I didn't expect it to happen. But I, I have embraced it. I get a new meme every day. Somebody t- from Twitter sends me something or Facebook or something. So I think it's hysterical. I, I mean, it's, it's really, it's become a part of me, you know, um, to be memed. Okay. It, it's, it's really, it's, it's fantastic. My, my nephews all have Kevin's shirts, you know. Um, <laughs> I see Kevin, and, and, and it's really funny. I won't even be wearing this, and, and somewhere somebody will go, Kevin! You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I, you, you can't ask for better publicity, you know. I believe we had a lady in the front. Yes. Uh, my question is also... Uh, Kevin Pants, I love you! That was that's a great it is a great question. When that was one of the big secrets that I had to hold on to for a long time after we after we shot was that Kevin that the left head is going to regenerate. And when we shot that scene, you know, because we watched it, we saw him get his head ripped off, and immediately you're like, oh no, is it going to be just a two-headed, you know, Ghidorah for the rest of the movie? And as an actor, you're like, well, my part's done. Okay, I guess I'm dead. You know, and then we go into that scene where it regenerates because we got to see it in the previs, and we immediately were like, yes, okay, he's not dead. He's coming back. 
But also, I think when that happens afterwards, um, the left head is more serious. You know, I mean, like in the beginning of the movie, it is the curiosity. It's it's more about what what's going on, and you're playing that. I think I was a little more angry. You know, I played it. We we were now the threat level was a lot higher. We had to raise our stakes, and so I played it more. You know, more vicious, more more angry, more more. Um, more ready to fight. I mean, you can you can almost see it too, like in the scene with um, in Boston, you know, where we're 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 trying to we're trying to look at Millie Bobby Brown, you know, when we're looking for Madison. Uh, that our faces are that they use for reference. We were we were mad, you know, and then that I think that for me was like I got a second chance, and so I I was a little more serious after 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 that. But having having to be able to regenerate and do that whole you know, grow out of the placenta thing. It was it was awesome. <laughs> when, you know, and, and, and he tells this great story where, you know, Michael's like, lick, okay, help him, help him grow. You know, lick, lick the, lick the slime off of him, you know. <laughs> That's why I love him. <laughs> and then, and then Mike was like, um, not as much licking. That was weird. Um, <laughs> And I was like, you said lick him. He's like, yeah, that was a lot though. So not maybe don't lick him. And then we then we saw in the movie like, ah, they didn't go with the licking take at all. Okay. Yeah. So if you have a question, try to stand up because I'm short and I can't see everyone. I know the gentleman's been patiently waiting. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was just uh, wondering, you know, if you if you want to break into motion capture work, what would you do? You have any advice for anyone who would would be interested? <laughs> um. I accidentally fell into it, so I don't really know. But I, what I typically say is just be the best actor you can be because, like, for me at least, certain roles have been good old human. Certain roles have been in pounds of, pounds of makeup or some kind of creature suit, and certain roles have been in performance capture. Like, I actually thought because of how tall I was, I was like, I'm going to be too tall for any kind of performance capture role. Andy Serkis is 5'7", you know, Terry Notary's 5'7", like, and then like, well, they need someone taller than Dwayne Johnson. And I was like, oh. And, <laughs> and so, uh, even though he grows to bigger than I am, so actually, I don't think they did. But, um, but hey, they, they cast me anyways. But I, I, I thought, I just kind of fell into it. It sounds like with stunts and martial arts, that's something that's used a ton in video games. Um, which, which Richard or TJ could talk a lot about. Um, and otherwise, and, and getting around, I mean, they, there are classes and there are people that you can get into and get around the people. So when stuff comes up, they're like, oh, I know a handful of people. It's all about who you know, really. But always, I think always just being the best actor I can be because mocap typically is I'm still creating a character psychologically, vocally, and physically. I'm just wearing different clothes. Yeah. Like, if I was playing some kind of admiral wearing mocap or wearing on set, it's still the same. I'm not really thinking about anything differently. Maybe there's technical stuff because they're like, well, you need to use this as a thing or whatever, or this actually isn't, this is like, this is not water, it's a gun or whatever, but be the best actor you can be and get around people who are doing it. Yeah. Talk to people that teach classes like TJ or Richard who, who bring people on to projects, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we have a lady patiently waiting in the back and then you would be the last question. Yes. So a lot of our improv was our personal interaction with each other. The stuff with the stunt fights, the choreographed things like, he's curious, so lick some, I'm angry, snarl more, you're alpha, tell us what to do. Those were very um, intentionally given to us by Mike. He knew what he wanted, and he had that vision. Um, all of our improv was definitely how, how I said I would be jealous of him and, and how he would sniff around more, or he'd snap at him for sniffing around more. Those were like improv type moments and stuff like that. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Oh, okay. And there, we actually have a, we have someone in the front waiting, uh, right here. 
We'll do a, we'll do a lightning round very quickly. So um, my question is for uh, Mr. Storm. Uh, right. Now that the, um, the, the movie is on digital, we get a better look at it. And um, there's an Easter egg of a, a hero skeleton in there. I don't know if you guys have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> my, question, my question is, uh, it's in his lair, I guess. Oh, this is a spoiler. I, I sort of missed it. Don't worry. So it's in the lair. My question is, were they roommates? And if so, was he paying rent? <laughs> oh, he paid. <laughs> and very quickly, the gentleman in the back. I don't have a question. This is just about Richard, so all of you people know. Um, he and I go way back. Richard was there at the beginning. I mean, none of this made sense. None of it worked. No two items ever clicked together as far as visual and audio. And Richard was there from the beginning. So you've got somebody who was there at the cutting edge with, you knew when you showed up in the morning, it wasn't going to work. But when you left at the end of the day, it had to be done. So that's what you have sitting over there in the room. <laughs> so. And two things as a great reminder, they are having a photo op immediately after this at 3 o'clock at the green screen right there if you want to see more of them. But also, where can people find you all online? You talked about tagging and also following more of your work and the other work that you all do. Where can people find you all online? Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at stormseye or just use TJ Storm and click the one that looks like me, uh, on Twitter, TJStorm01, or on the internet at uh, Motion Capture School uh, is called the Mind's Eye Tribe Action Actors Academy, mindseyetribe.com. All the social medias, just search Alan Maxson or Monster Maxson, you'll find me. <laughs> Monster Maxson. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not. I, it's on there, it's not, I'm not on there. <laughs> I, there's, I look on there, there's like 100 men. I'm not even going to look at these. There's way too many. Um, Instagram, the Jason Lyles. I'm better. So if you send me like even a direct message on there, I check those from time to time. So you can say hi, and I'll say hi back. Richard Dorton, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And um, I have a mocap school. So it's called the Mocap Vault. Um, and... I've been teaching, and a bunch of my students are actually working in games and, and movies now. And Alan was was one of my students, so to be able to share the volume with him was a was a joy. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So. <laughs> yes, and the Kaiju Kingdom podcast is on Facebook and on iTunes. And I'm Jessica. Thank you for coming Thank out. You Thank so you. Much.